I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us today, we have a slimmed down crew. What do we say? We are built for speed tonight. We have producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And the doc is actually out on a call. And I believe there was an emergency meeting of the Alex Smith fan club tonight. And so Tom is not here either. <laughs> he grabbed his 12 pack of Sierra Nevada and, and a he football and ran yeah. off. He had to get there. <laughs> Well, even when there's just three of us, we're still friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And I'm happy, actually, to announce that this is a podcast that will be together in person the next time we record. So that's that's kind of monumental. Woohoo! What's on the menu, Joe? <laughs> but let's get the... Yeah, I'll have to check. That's the best part about coming, getting yeah, back in person. It'll be comfort probably. food. It'll be like a lasagna or... Maybe oh. that chicken pot pie that we did. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. We'll my do goodness. Something good. Music to my ears. Yeah, it's going to be good. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night, and lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California, beer mecca within a beer mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Yeah, and of course, make sure you find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I Like Beer the Po one, and I Like Beer the Ta one on Twitter. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, give us five stars, comment, whatever uh, else you want to do. And, and you can check out our website to learn more about us at ilikebeerthepodcast.com. And hopefully coming uh, coming to a venue soon. Uh, June 15th is coming sh- shortly here in California. Completely reopens at that point. Oh, some new pictures for the, uh, for the website. I'm excited about that. I'm working on the new newsletter. So listeners, if you want to have the newsletter sent, sent out to you, Go to the website, sign up for the newsletter. We don't hit you with a bunch of spam, just a newsletter every three or four months. I think a Joe and Tom top 10 beers are, are up on this oh, uh, release. Nice. I'm excited. So thanks for going there. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Don't forget, you can also always virtually drink and toast with us on Untapped. Easy to find. Just look for us under I Like Beer, the podcast. And new content coming to the YouTube channel soon. We recorded an episode of I Like Beer, the book club with Ryan Wolt, man about town, author, and that will be on YouTube. I Like Beer, the podcast. Just look that up and you'll find it. Yeah. Very good. It's there right now, gentlemen. Believe it or not. (laughs) Oh, okay. I don't have a cowbell. In honor of Doc, I'll I'll ring the virtual cowbell and say, what are we drinking tonight? (laughs) Without Doc, we could have gone the whole podcast and forgot to have a beer. Exactly. Thank goodness you remembered. Uh-huh. We we all opened our beer already. Yeah, we yeah, we've been drinking it. <laughs> uh, beer number one. Hey, let me tell you about this beer because this is special. Yes, this beer was brought to us by one of our very first, if not our very first listener, Fireman Joe. Yeah, yep. So thank you, Joe. This this yeah. is one one of the beers he brought back for us from his recent trip to Montana. It is the Dirt Church Hazy IPA by Bitterroot Brewing for those who worship at the altar of dirt. And it's a little bit offsetting when you pour it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it's I think it's very tasty. Right. But I'm going to say, if you get yourself one of these, just be prepared when you pour it out. It's a little offsetting. It looks like dirt. It looks it's like in dirt. The name, actually, yeah. it's, it's in, in the, the name. name. 
Um, it is, it is not, I think normally for us where we, you know, we have that hazy where it kind of has that bright citrusy almost look to it. Right. This yeah. one definitely, um, not so much. looks like it could have some dirt in there, <laughs> but it's really actually tasty. Once you, once you, when you drink it, yeah. it, it is good. But I could, I agree. If I think if I was walking and I saw like a little bit of this left, on, well, someone just poured something out in there and I need to throw that away. This was in my, my, uh, taster flight. I'd be, uh, I, I would have my concerns about what happened there. Nervous. But nervous. I closed my eyes and took a sip, and it, it's quite good. 35 yeah. IBUs, 5.2%, so pretty light for IPAs for our neck of the woods. Simcoe, Citra, Amarillo, and Mosaic hops, which are blended quite nice. It's very mild. Right. No, I think, like I said, I, 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 I other than if I wasn't actually, if I was drinking out of the can, I wouldn't have known. And, um, really? but I poured it into a glass and that's where I, that was the first thing that struck me was just the, the color of it. But I, no, I think all in all, it's a, it's a really, it's, it's good. It's, it's fairly mild. Like I said, it's pretty flavorful. You get a little bit of, a little bit of tropical notes in there and you know, overall it's pretty tasty. Yeah. Unlike some IPAs where I just one and done and I'm moving on to something else. I, I could have two or three of these. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a four for me. I went three nine because of the color, but I mean, so it's it's right there. I mean, I, like I said, if I drink, just drinking out of the can, I'd probably be in like in the four one four two on it. So I'll get over it. All right, what's well, the rubber band match? What do you what do you say, Joe? Where do you put it? I, I'm the, I'm four one. I'll bring out the average. Okay, there out. we go. So okay. we average yeah, out. We average we out. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, I mean, I like Casey's. So. I just like it. Funny, I'm, I'm looking on their site and it says a medium body with a light color, and I'm not seeing mm-hmm. that light color. So well, that's false advertising. Yeah. So. When I put a picture of it on on Instagram, the color of the can is the yeah. color of the beer. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Exactly. Wow, that's exactly right. Which is not wow, a color I would have crazy. picked for the can either. No, yeah. it is an unappetizing color and can. Sorry, sorry about that bitter root, but hey, we're giving you props for flavor. But maybe we don't worship at the altar of dirt, so we can't quite understand because that's what enough. it does say. This Fair is enough, to accompany you us. as you worship at the altar of dirt. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're going to have Fireman Joe on the show soon. That's going to be exciting. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I know he has some more beers for us, too. That's even more exciting. So don't drink those, Joe. Save those for the show. And I was thinking when we get him on the show, he could do some PAs for us. Some, you know, from from a genuine American hero. Things like, kids, this is Fireman Joe. Don't play with (laughs) matches. (laughs) And listen, I like beer, the podcast. Or uh, uh, the badge says Firefighter Joe Harden, but you can call me Fireman (laughs) Joe. Lifesaver, beer drinker, (laughs) podcast listener. Be like Fireman Joe. Save lives, drink dirt church, and listen (laughs) to my friends at ILB. So, you know, something like that. That's perfect. Yeah. Don't take all I think I did it for him. Man, it's done. Usually if, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Fireman Joe, for showing up. We didn't even know you were coming. Yeah, cut that part about where, you know, I just say, let me reset that up. I had Fireman Joe do some PAs for us there. And you can edit that in as needed. Yes. Well, a toast to Fireman Joe. Thank you for the beer. Yes. And thinking of us when you're in Montana. Mm-hmm. Beer in hand. Let's roll out the orchestra. It's time for toast. Roast and pour one out. Well, talent, I see you've got something up here that's near and dear to our heart, if, if yeah, not no, including I, our hearts. Yeah, I, I, it's usually hard for me to find toasts that I really like or are near and dear. And I think this one truly is. It was a story that came out in the uh the union tribune this last week or last weekend and and it, it actually was 
it's, it was really good news um, in, in a sense in that it said that uh, over this course of this pandemic, twice as many San Diego breweries opened as closed, uh, which I think, wow. you know, was we had a big fear, I think, going into it thinking, hey, what's going to happen, yeah. you know, as all of this shuts down. And so uh, um, I think it shows really two things. I think it shows how great the local breweries were in, in kind of changing their business model and figuring out how to focus on, you know, selling and shipping and delivering beer. Canning obviously became a big thing um, and, and that kind of stuff because they they lost their the kegging. Kegging, I remember right at the beginning there, Alesmith was blowing kegs out for yeah. pretty much free. If you could carry it out, you could get it. You know, but they did the great job, and and again allowed most of them uh, to to keep their doors open throughout that pandemic. So the, the basic statistics are just this: that over the past fourteen months, there were fifteen local brewery owned venues shuttered, which really the majority of those were satellite tasting rooms. Um, so people closed their satellite tasting rooms, but almost all of those have, have since been picked up by another local beer interest. So those have got, they have reopened, but maybe under a different name. And then uh, really only six brewing companies folded entirely. And, and the way the article said, is it said, many of those were actually kind of on the ropes prior to the pandemic. Right. Um, that just kind of helped do it. But they said uh, over that same span, you had twice as many new breweries launched. And then uh, um, you have a bunch of established brewing companies that they opened 15 satellite locations. So we, we, we really actually expanded uh, in, in terms of the San Diego brew scene. So that's, that's kind of cool. That was kind of neat news to see. And that was the story we've heard over and over again about the canning. You're absolutely right. The, the canning changed everything. That was the San Diego motto. Drink what you can and what you can't, you can. There. <laughs> and hopefully it stays. I mean, hopefully I, I think it's something that probably needs to stay going forward just because it it's nice to know that you can go by. And I think most of us still will go and pick it up from the brewery, you know, and it's just it's nice to pull in and, and you go, hey, I'll take a six pack home, you know, for the weekend. And, and that was, that's kind of a neat thing. I will after my lesson, hard learned lesson at Albertson's last week. <laughs> yes. <A> crappy, <laughs> way old beers, three, four right. month old. No, no. Back what I should have done in the first place, go right to the brewery and get it there. Yeah. I was trying to shortcut it and I paid the price. I got a toast that you know, I wish Doc was here for, but he'll hear it when he listens to the podcast. All right. He doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. <laughs> That was a great joke. I was waiting for the punchline there. That was good. <laughs> but but anyways, if he was, I think he'd appreciate this one. It was about, and, and I'm toasting drunk texts, which I don't usually toast drunk texting. It, I think it leads to more problems than, than it certainly leads to more problems than it solves. Yes. Um, but this, this, was, this one's a little different. It's a British drunk texter. This is Doc's kind of guy after a night of drinking. And he was anonymous. They didn't name him. Although I think he should have his name on this story because I think it's a cool story. He must have been listening to Doc's Wild Things segment because he started percolating questions about marine life and sea life. And and he found a 24-hour aquarium hotline based out of South Carolina uh, that answers text questions. And he just started sending text question after text question all night long <laughs> to to the whoever was on duty for the uh, replying to his questions uh, about why do seahorses have prehensile tails? What are they going to carry and hold? And <laughs> I, seriously, you sent hundreds of questions. Uh, why should I only eat oysters in the months that contain the letter R, which is an old, uh, old saying. What subjects do marine biologists disagree mostly about? And are there some things currently being debated that I should know about in research? And <laughs> just start sending awesome. all kinds of questions. <laughs> and the very good-natured person sitting in South Carolina, probably stone-cold sober, answering all of them and finally thank them for what a, what a great night they had. 
and how lucky his wife must be to have such a nice husband uh, who <laughs> spends his time drunk texting the aquarium hotline instead of old right. girlfriends. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. That's yeah. nice. That's hilarious. So there, there you go. San Diego beer drinkers and drunk texters. Cheers. There you go. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. There's the nice stuff. On to the roasts. You want me to get out ahead of you, don't you? You've got something no, here. I, I, You're, you've good. got I, something big. I can tell. I, it's not big this year. We, <laughs> it's just it's it's just more of the same. But yeah, <laughs> I can go first if you want. Please. All right. So I mean, again, I'm I'm, I'm roasting humans. And before you say again, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> I want to point out that on any given day, on pretty much any given news source, you can find numerous examples of how. <laughs> I don't want to say, I'll say it, how dumb people are and, and, and just kind of makes you shake your head. And so I just picked one that I saw today because it was really, honestly, I don't know what, what this says about us on, in so many levels, but it was a story about an, an artist, an Italian artist who uh, recently sold an invisible sculpture for $18,000. <laughs> so I'll say that again. He that, sold an, an invisible sculpture. Yeah. For eighteen thousand dollars. That is such a weird coincidence because I happen to have an invisible sculpture for sale. Really? And it's only wow. eight thousand. So listeners, you know how to get a hold of us. That's you are deal. also and this one's even better than this one I don't know anything about. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll this think is, about well, it. This, I talked that guy down from twenty five grand. So. Yeah. So actually for you it was a great deal, Joe. Yeah. I mean, if there's a yeah. better deal out there, I'll yeah. see if I can reach so, out. Um, I don't want to go too in deep on this, but there's some Sal uh, Salvatore Italian artist, and I, I love his explanation. It's called the I Am Sculpture in in, in English, uh, yeah. and it basically oh he, he did throw in a certificate of authenticity as well uh, <laughs> to the person that purchased it for eighteen grand. And his his explanation in and I I won't use an Italian accent here, but he says <laughs> this sculpture is intended to reflect how humans give meaning to things they cannot see. <laughs> that was his explanation. And, and, and when you are um, displaying this at home, he says that it should be kept in a five by five foot square in a private space, free from obstructions. Uh, however, does not require any specific lighting or climate control. So those are like the, how you should display that at home. Yeah, so, well, yeah. it needs to be marked so you don't run into it in the middle of the night that, and knock it that over. Is, that yeah. is true. So I have it I just right thought, next I to my library. I like it there. I, I don't know what it says about us for two reasons. Number one, that someone actually bought it, but also like someone actually has the kind of money that they feel like they could just throw it away on that. That's also kind of sad as well. Crazy. Is it? I don't know. Or delightful. <laughs> or delightful. Yeah, right. I, I wish I had that. Well, once I win the vaccine lottery here in California, I'll be buying some invisible oh. sculptures. Again, you and know where to start your shopping, right here. Yes, I know you've got one. You tell so. me what you're looking for, and I'll look through the inventory and see and if see I can match it up perfectly. Okay. All right. I like and, that. And, and truth be known, I, I need to move some of this merchandise because yeah, the backyard is full. I, I noticed that last time I came over. I could barely get yeah. up the stairs to the pub shop. Right. Knocked your hat off. Yeah. <laughs> you said, what was that? A bird? I said, no. Invisible sculpture. Yep. Explains so You didn't much. believe me then. No, but I do now. <laughs> I've, I've, got a, I've got a roast too. Another Brit who crossed my radar this week. This one from Bedfordshire. This one has a name. Cara Louise, a local hairdresser and mother. Came home from picking up her son at school to find her home surrounded by police and a lot of nosy neighbors. Seems that three different neighbors had called to report a dead body in her side yard. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah, that is an uh-oh, right? The body, in quotes, was 
a leftover Halloween decoration she hadn't <laughs> put away yet. Mind you, it's June. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. But it had been in the backyard, and she just recently dragged it to the side yard near yeah. the trash cans uh, uh, on its way back to the garage. Uh, it appeared to be a body wrapped in black garbage bags and duct tape. Neighbors saw it. They called the police. Uh, Louise claimed she just couldn't put the cadaver away because her five-year-old son loved it too much. Yeah, well, yeah. Give the people what they want. <laughs> In fact, he started crying when he thought the police were going to take it away. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, boy. One neighbor asked the police if they checked inside the dummy to make sure it wasn't <laughs> real. <laughs> right. Which would have kind of been the perfect crime. You know, that, it would have, yeah. actually. Well, it's a Halloween yeah. decoration. Yeah. yeah. Um, the officer mentioned to the na- nosy neighbor, hey, those limbs are too short. Those couldn't be human limbs. And the neighbor quipped, did you check the trash cans? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Maybe she hacked them off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I've got some takeaways from this one. Three takeaways. Yeah. One, Excellent. put your Halloween decorations away by November. Easily. Yeah, at least. Uh-huh. By all Christmas. The by yeah. Christmas. Like, so it, it solves the at problem. At a minimum. Number two, Kara Louise's neighbors clearly thought that she was not only capable of murdering someone, but lazy enough to leave the body in the side yard next to the trash bins. Yep. That creates an interesting neighbor dynamic going forward. <laughs> Yes. I would agree. For the block parties and barbecues. Would you like to come over? Oh, really? Now you like me? <laughs> and the the third takeaway is your five-year-old loves the fake corpse that's been lying yeah. in the backyard for eight months. Sure. What's going on there? A little uncomfortable. Or maybe saved a little money reusing holiday decorations, but you're going to pay for that in therapy that's yeah. true. down the road. There's my my roast. It's a good one. Not to all humans, just ones that refuse to put their Halloween de- decorations away. Yeah. And that takes us to pores. Well, actually, this one was funny because I found this one before I even knew what the topic was for for the day and just ties right into it. So I'm pouring one out for short people. And here's why. There was a a wedding uh, or a wedding is going to happen. Apparently, I'm not really sure where this wedding is going to happen, but a wedding is going to happen. They had to postpone it apparently through COVID. Finally came up with the date. Bride contacts the uh, her bridesmaid. And uh, I didn't see if it was, let me see if it's made. Oh, no, actually, contacts are made of honor and says, hey, your husband can't come to the festivities. No, he can't come. And yeah, he can't. And so uh, the uh, the ladies, the bridesmaids, like, or the maid of honor is like, excuse me, what do you mean? And uh, she said, well, I think it's better if he doesn't come. And she asked her why and finally drew it out of her. And she said, look, it's because he's shorter than you and it would look weird in the pictures. So I don't want yeah, to hear. That's fair. And yeah, fair enough. So anyways, <laughs> maid, maid of honor okay. said, hey, I'll wear flat shoes to the wedding. Um, but no, the bride was not no. willing to compromise no. because the rest of the bar- bridal party will be wearing heels. Right. Mm. And and so then obviously the maid of honor uh, says, hey, um, I won't be going then without my husband. Mm. Bride's trying to convince her and says, hey, this is the quote. She said, the day is about her and not about me and my husband and i should respect her wishes about her day the maid of honor wrote i told her she is being shallow and and that is either me and my husband or none of us so sorry short people when you got to make a decision and a choice about getting good pictures on your wedding day uh short people got no reason to quote uh what's that randy (laughs) newman (laughs) so even that is the mildest reply to to what should have been said to that woman about yeah yeah oh about being a bad maid of honor Oh, I I saw Joe the whole way going right on. (laughs) Yeah, I'm biting my lip right now. The thing I'm mad at that that bride. 
Yeah. Oh, come on. Pretty bad, pretty shallow, pretty pretty inappropriate. How do those words come out of your mouth and you don't feel like a a complete and total jackass? Just as you're saying it, you know, my pictures will look weird. And and, uh, I can't even believe the the maid of honor said she'd wear flats. Yeah, Yeah. I would. I would exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what. I hope she doesn't go. Yeah. I hope they don't go. The couple doesn't go, and I hope. They don't even send that invisible sculpture that they had as a wedding yeah, gift to them. Exactly. Keep yeah. it for yourself. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should also pour one out for friendships because I'm assuming that friendship is yeah. probably on the rocks probably as well. Um, but yeah. So anyways, there you have it. Wow. That was a good one. That was a good one. You have any other pours? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? I do have a real quick one I saw and I and I meant to add on there, but I just thought and I'll just throw out there for those of you that are pay- have been paying attention. Blogs. Blogs. Yeah. Pouring them out for blogs. Hard, hard to keep a blog going past 29 days. It is very tough. Uh, <laughs> so those of you that are able to do it, congratulations. Um, and and for sticking to it. I know it, it's obviously based on what I read today. It is very tough. It can't be that hard to run a blog and keep it up. I, I'm assuming you're talking about the former president's blog. Oh, well, that's what I saw today. Yeah, yeah. That yes, might yeah. just be the latest one. I yeah. don't know. I don't. I, I don't yeah. keep track of blogs. I just saw that that, that was the okay. latest casualty. Seems like he brought it, the same business acumen that he used for his bankruptcies to his blogging. Yeah, and his COVID response. I think he said he got tired of being mocked. Was he not reading the responses on his Twitter account? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Oh boy, more things change, the more they stay the same. That's very true. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast Roast. And pour one out. And I have left my second beer out of reach. I have to go grab it. Oh, no. But let me tell you about this beer. Yeah. Second beer is also a gift beer from listener Jara. Now, she doesn't drink beer. She says she doesn't know anything about beer. She just likes listening to our banter on the show. Although, if she's been listening to the show, how does she know nothing about beer? She must know something. And she knows that the doctor loves hazy. So she grabbed the first hazy she saw when she was at the stores we have, uh, which is one I think we've had before, Sculpin Aloha Hazy IPA. Yeah. Well, first thing, while you go grab your beer, I'll, I'll talk real quickly. And I'm just going to say that that this is, to me, is when I'm looking for a hazy, this is what a hazy is supposed to look like. Yeah, that's fair. It, it, you know, And again, that's just my stereotype. Maybe I, I, I go for more of a stereotypical hazy. Uh, but this does have kind of that more of that citrusy look to it. You know, it, it's got kind of that lighter. I, I'd say I don't know what the color is of it, but it just feels citrusy. It's like I, I'm going to call it citrus color. I'm going to make a new color up and call it citrus <laughs> color because that's what it looks like. It's good. Yeah, no, it's you know, what's amazing about this one is, is they don't put any fruit in it, but you definitely get the tropical notes on it. You get, you know, a little bit of mango and pineapple and guava in there in comparison to that previous one, though. You know, this the previous one, what was it, 35 IBUs? This one has 70 IBUs and, and you can pops. taste it. This one pops. Yeah, that bitterness. And it's it, and it's got some at the finish too on the back end of it. So again, depending on what you're looking for in your in your yeah. in your IPA or your hazy, this is going to give you much more of a you know that that bitterness. But it's it's another one that's really, really flavorful. Uh, I think it's a real tasty beer. I, I I like what they did with this one. I mean, I think Sculpin's really good, um, uh, but I like this hazy version of it. I think I like this better than the normal Sculpin. Yeah, I, I might say the same thing. Just dials it back just a one notch. Right. And I like that. But if you're looking for your typical hazy that's sort of the uh, 
some people love them like Doc, and some people think they're ripping up, you know, it's not really an IPA. If you're looking for that kind of haze, this isn't it. This is just a notch back off your traditional IPA. So this is very much a San Diego hazy IPA. Right. Thank you, Jara. Yeah, thanks, Jara. Yeah, Here's thank you. to you. I put the can next to the beer, and you can see the color difference. Thanks to your brilliant insight. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That the oh, the difference color. between the two of them, yeah. And what a great contrast in IBUs. I'm still picking a little of the dirt out of my teeth. I'm just hoping that that's the color they were going for with the beer. Because if oh, it, it was, then they, they nailed they got it. it on the label. Yeah. Then, they, then they nailed no, it. Yeah. It's not. Is it? I don't know. I think I you know. might have been. To, well, I've, I've been to Montana, but not as an adult. So yeah. I, I maybe that's just the way they do things. I don't know. Yeah. And I've never been to Dirt Church, so yeah. I don't, or the Altar of Dirt. Well, I guess it's Dirt Church. Is dirt the Church name, is so. the beer, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just finished my dirt church so I can actually not go from memory on this uh, Aloha. Otherwise, people are going to wonder what that bottle opening was. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Are you on to beer number it? three already? Yeah, I like this better. I'm going to bump that up to 425. I think I have it in untapped as a four already. Sorry, sorry, dirt church, but the uh, San Diego's got a little something on you on the IPA. Yeah, I would agree. But that's all right. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I, but I could not have three or four of these no like i could of the other one that's very true well, i guess that that changes everything hey june has arrived like we said earlier and besides dads and grads june is traditionally the most popular month for weddings in fact june is named for the roman goddess juno who was the protectress of marriage and to be married in june was considered good luck and the beginning of an auspicious auspicious okay how many ipas did i have that was good though to be married in June was considered good luck and the beginning of an auspicious union, sure to bear fruit. Uh, good luck and avoidance of bad luck or evil spirits was a big deal back in the day. When I say back in the day, I mean in the ancient Roman times. A few notes about that. It was thought that evil spirits would seek out weddings in order to curse the new couple, especially brides. And some of our wedding traditions go back to the idea that evil spirits and demons had to be tricked or avoided. Uh, brides wore veils, disguised them from evil spirits, searching the wedding party for a bride. In fact, all the bridesmaids wore identical dresses to the bride, so the evil spirit would get confused about which woman to curse. Mm. Apparently, they only bring one curse to the game. Yeah. Kate. You go find the one with the shortest husband. That's who, you, that's who <laughs> they that's would go you after. Do. Yeah, that's what you do. Cake, or more likely bread back in the Roman times, was broken above the bride's head to increase the chance of fertility. So that's where we get the cutting of the cake. What about breaking of bread? Oh, I don't know. Right. No, no, probably not. Well, this goes back to the same thing. Yeah. To break bread with someone is to, to create communion with them. Uh, the groom carried the bride over the threshold to protect her from those evil spirits. And the ancient Norse went to even greater lengths. The bride and groom would go into hiding for a month. And during that time, friends would bring them cups of honey to help nurture them. And then when the moon phases had returned to the night of the wedding, the couple could come out of hiding, thus ending their honeymoon. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Compelling. Very interesting. Yeah, how about that? Educational yeah. podcast. Yes. Yeah. I learned Boom. something every Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes very little, but something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like sometimes I learn that I, I won't get that hour of my life back. But I learned something. <laughs> yep. That's good. Talent, I'm, I'm guessing you've done some research on weddings as well. 
Yeah, I, I looked up a few things just to see. Did you know that? And I don't, again, I'm not sure how old this data is, but on average, 7,000 couples marry each day in the U.S. That's pretty crazy. 7,000. That's a lot. The the most expensive wedding ever on record uh, was the marriage of Sheikh Rashid bin Said Al Maktoum's son to Princess Salama in Dubai. Uh, and that price tag was $44 million. But so you know what? A fun fact that goes with that. It was $44 million. But twelve million of that was on a single invisible sculpture. Oh, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah. I'm just hoping that the marriage lasted because forty four million is a bit of an investment on that. Uh, a couple more of your your good luck things. Did you guys know that rain on your wedding day is actually considered good luck according to Hindu tradition? But it is considered ironic by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> ah, interesting fact. Right. Weather yeah, is job. not ironic. I don't know. I, I think about that song. Don't you think? I, I'm, I'm going to just tell you, <laughs> as, you as, as our local <laughs> literary really expert, think. yeah, that Joe, weather oh. is not ironic. It's not ironic. Okay. Uh, it's a whole different name for it. As it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Alanis Morissette begs to differ. Uh, anyways, uh, this one scares me a little bit because it says Saturday is the unluckiest wedding day, according to English folklore. Ooh, uh, and it's uh, kind of interesting because obviously that's the most popular day of the week to get married. So. Mm-hmm. This one goes kind of a little bit to, to Joe and, and and stuff, but did you know, Joe, that peas are thrown at Czech newlyweds instead of rice? I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know that. I, I thought yeah. you, you, you would you know think, a little bit about I would, Czech. But yeah, I yeah, that's a next-door but... neighbor to us Poles, but okay, right. I don't know anything about uh, Poles. Next either. one, well, general vicinity. Area. Yeah. I figured if we throw peas in one of those GV. countries, you probably think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Finnish bride traditionally went door-to-door collecting gifts in a pillowcase accompanied by an older married man. Uh, I thought that sounded a lot like yeah. trick or treating. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. It did. <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, this one, I think we probably really should get back to, uh, based on some of the bridezilla stories you see. But that Queen Victoria was actually the person who started the Western world's white wedding dress trend in 1840. Before that, brides just wore their best dress. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah um, that does yeah. make sense. Yeah, you get you know. Uh, this one I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, Denmark uh, brides and grooms traditionally cross-dressed. To confuse evil spirits. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good now, strategy. see there, you're <laughs> the shorter groom. There. Yeah. What if that really worked. comes in handy? He that does come in handy. Yeah. Now, these next two, my final two, the first one, it says the Catholic tradition of posting the bans to announce a marriage. So I'm thinking that's a like posting a marriage announcement, right? That's probably what that means. Is I don't know. That's what I took it to be. But basically, this originated uh, because it was a way to ensure that the bride and groom were not related. No, oh, <laughs> I think that's important. So you know, now, when you so when you see that, uh, no one gets papers no. anymore. But back in the day on Sunday, like half that section of the paper was all you know bride an- announcements. Just that was just so we're just making that sure. Hey, does anybody deal. know if these people are related? No. Nope. All right, good. They can go ahead and get married. And for the ancient Egyptians to make sure they were related. Yes, right. exactly. And then the uh, the last one, I thought that, that uh, did you know that the bride traditionally stands to the groom's left during a Christian ceremony? Because back in the day, the groom needed his right hand free to fight off other suitors. Other suitors. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I back love that. Back in the day. What do you <laughs> back in the day. I don't know how back in the day that is, but that yeah, makes no. a lot of sense. No. You're right here, ready to there are to, people to throw running down for Tim right up to the last. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So maybe it wasn't that far back in the day. So. Oh, yeah. I want to go to one of those weddings. Yeah. yeah. So the only that's problem uh, kind of... is I'm left-handed. So yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I was lucky yeah. to secure Kim for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes it even more impressive that you were able to yeah, find yeah, one. Yeah, I know you're right. Yeah. 
I don't want to brag, but yeah, no. So yeah, so that's kind of what I found. That's what I found out about some that's wedding. Good, that's stuff. That's some good stuff. Yeah, that is good stuff. Well, I'm going to get us back on my wedding thing now. I've distracted us because as a okay. beer drinking storytelling podcast, weddings offer us something else. Where there's drinking and music and worlds colliding, there are stories. You know what I mean by worlds colliding when you're at a wedding? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Friend groups, family, parts yeah. of the family don't always mix so well nope. or you ever nope. see each other. Then your friend groups and here come some work people. And so your worlds are colliding and where all that happens, there are stories. Right. Everyone has a wedding story to share, right? Absolutely. At least one really good one. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I thought so. So who's sharing first? I'll go first because I don't want to go after Joe. <laughs> no. And I don't want to go after you either. No this, fun so. to go after Joe. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm going to go. My story actually is going to be the last wedding I attended, which was, uh, I don't know, about a couple years ago. And it was just funny because it, 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 in some ways it became very stereotypical uh, and it was all the the speeches. Um, was this the one in Dubai? Yes, the one in Dubai, <laughs> the $44 million one. So, um, uh, But the speeches happened. And so you had first, it was the first wedding I've ever been to where the group, uh, what do you call him? The, the, the best man uh, who was the brother of the groom was so intoxicated, he actually couldn't speak. Oh, and they really right. almost had to like they had to actually go and get yeah. get him and walk him off, and it was like I love you, man, and all that kind of stuff. It was, it, but it really That's never said before anything, the toast. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you guys are seeing that way after the toast. This is no, no. He, the he was he was before the toast. That and so as he proceeded to try and give his speech or toast, it was babbling incoherence, and uh, they dragged him off. So that was first of all just kind of starting. Okay, that's pretty funny. And then next, uh, the uh, it went through the, the the maid of honors was pretty normal. And then the father of the bride gets up there, and he I, I believe had taken a a bit of a shot right before just to give him a little liquid courage to get up there, which probably wasn't a good idea. He proceeds to start talking, and it was funny because he initially he he did one of those things where he pulls his speech out and he he like un- drops it and it you know like falls to the floor, right. like and it's like a joke, like oh, this is how yeah, long my yeah. speech is, but. He read the entire thing. Oh, <laughs> I think the overall speech was like almost 30 minutes long. Oh. Um, and to the point where I think at least three different times during the speech, people stepped to give a standing ovation to try to encourage uh, the, the speech. Like, oh, it's over. It's over at this part. And he's like, no, no, I'm not done. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sit done. Down, sit down. <laughs> he's yeah. like, no, I'm not done. with the obituaries. Yes, yes, exactly. Or, or talking about Alex Smith. It's like, no, no, I'm not done. I'm not done, guys. And anyway, they would go on to the next part. And it was all very heartfelt and everything else. But it was uh, it was one of those that's ones where you're just like, wow, this is uh hope somebody got this on video. Yeah. So no, no, that doesn't good. need to be on video. When are you going to watch that? Just because just to have it for some posterity reasons. <laughs> the standing ovations for sure. Yeah. The standing the ovations. Close. Were actually, yeah. Because I would get fantastic. to a part where he would like, like lose his frame of thought. So everyone would stand up and go full standing ovation. to trying to say, hey, great job. He'd go, he go, no, no, stop. No, no, that. No, I'm I found not my done. place. I found my place. I picture him with like a herald with a trumpet rolling yeah. the oh. scroll up. <laughs> as he it, was, it was hilarious. Because I honestly <laughs> thought he had a great joke. He drops the scroll. It's like, and then yeah. like, no, he's like no, reading the whole thing. It was great. So the joke was on you. Yes, it was. Especially if you're thinking, I should, oh, the speeches are starting. I, I should go pee or I should get mm-hmm. another beer and go pee. And right. then there you are stuck. Yes. Yeah, that's no good. Joe, I'm going to be brave and go after you. All right. That sounds like a plan. I actually, yeah, I might have a 
might have a wedding story for you. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond the fighting off suitors, yes. uh, Kim suitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With my which I right very hand. much liked. Yes, yes. So I'll get two quick stories since we, you know, we have a lot of podcast time left. I was definitely the um, guy that everybody talks about at my wife's brother's wedding that was drunk. And the, I won that title because I was the guy who didn't drink prior to it, right? So <laughs> Were you making up for lost time? I had uh, early in Kim and my relationship. I wasn't drinking. People knew me as a somewhat of a non-drinker. And all of uh, Charlie's friends saw that I grabbed a drink at the bar and decided that they were very excited to buy me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to help you along. Uh, they were going to help me along. So can't, I don't even remember the number of drinks, but I, I have one vague memory of after the wedding, being in downtown Carlsbad, the cabbie refusing to let me get in the cab. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to let that guy in the cab. Kim convinces him to let me in the cab <laughs> within three blocks. I'm opening the door and spraying the uh, oh. <laughs> folks on the side of the, the street. cabbie's like, so, I'm a professional. I knew yeah. he shouldn't be in here. <laughs> no. And I argued with the cabbie. I said, hey, I threw up outside. <laughs> no, no problem for you. So I was that guy. I definitely was that guy, uh, at, least at, at least at one wedding um, that I will share a story with. But Probably better wedding story is yours truly actually officiated a wedding. I don't know if you guys <laughs> know of that. No, I, I can imagine that. I can totally see that. Uh, in my early 20s, uh, Kim and I were still dating. And where Kim and I met was um, I was the narrator at a play, which you guys somewhat know that story, where she thought I was a person with a disability because <laughs> the play was <laughs> for people with disabilities. But no, I was... a. Able-bodied uh, narrator, and one I'm of a my professional, I can help. I'm a them. professional, <laughs> and hey, one of my points of evidence to my professional stature is uh, one of the makeup ladies liked my voice so much that she asked me to be a officiate her wedding, and she knew Wait, I you had multiple I, makeup ladies. Nice. There was multiple makeup ladies. Yeah, well, this was big stuff. This was big stuff. One of the makeup ladies. How many makeup ladies do you need? You're you're a you're a passably handsome man. <laughs> I would think. No, it took a one, bit. It took a bit. Yeah. Two no. at the most makeup artists would yeah, make you no. presentable, even back in your ponytail uh, and and parachute pant days. Influencer. It took a bit of makeup back then. I've matured well. <laughs> you, I've matured well. But. So yeah, I ended up. Uh, she asked me to officiate her wedding and. Here's all kinds of good fodder uh, for you in particular, influencer. So not only being, uh, you know, a guy ready to take it on, I uh, not only officiated the wedding, but I went ahead and wrote the entire wedding ceremony for them. And well, that was nice it of was, you. Uh, filled with all kinds of great butterfly analogies and other <laughs> great things. <laughs> Uh, and a ring I, uh, is a circle, wore a, a circle I, of gold. Yo, it was it was bad. I wore a purple suit. I had a beautiful purple suit that I of bought. Of course you did. Uh, is there uh, another kind? No, I don't think so. Not for her. Is there another kind of purple young, suit other than beautiful? something officiating a wedding for sure. Oh, and, uh, man. I want footage of that. Oh, my gosh. I have a very distinct memory. And to... Uh, you know, kind of give a head nod to our aquarium um, uh, question and answer line. 
the wedding was at the Stephen Birch Aquarium. So nice. Weddings. Oh, that's good. Nice digs. So yeah, yeah. These were these were moneyed folks for sure. And I I remember um, I I had <laughs> I had done all this. I'd written the ceremony. I was I was like, this is going to be great. I'm happy to do this. I put a lot of time in. Met with the bride and the groom a couple of times and didn't think anything of it. We're about three minutes away from the start of the ceremony and Kim walks up and says, are you nervous? <laughs> and that clicked the button, didn't it? That's that flipped the switch. <laughs> I went from having no idea why I would even be nervous to thinking about, yeah. you know what, this is the biggest day of their life. And, and I wrote the whole freaking thing <laughs> and it has butterflies in it. I mean, how is this going to go? So yeah, I went into almost a panic attack, but was able I to- I totally relate to that of having absolutely no nerves about public speaking until yeah. someone mentions something about, oh, I could never do that. That'd make me, yeah. you know, oh, I'm done. Yeah. No, and, and like there was no getting out of it. And I, I was, man, my heart was pounding. <laughs> whether it was, um, whether it was people being nice or whatever, but after there were people asking me about my congregation. So oh. um, I, I have okay. kept a small congregation on the side that- Oh, no, that's not All true. right. <laughs> <laughs> and the purple suit still fit? The purple suit's gone, but the purple suit's its own story. I bought that after working in Alaska and on my way to Vegas. And not only did I get a purple suit, but I got a bolo tie and a silk shirt to go with it. Mm. <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, please. I wish I had it. I will get you a picture. I will get a picture for the uh, Instagram. Happy to. <laughs> That just increased our our Instagram followers by by at least two dozen people. Are going just to go look two. for that. Yes. So yeah, that, I'm taking what I can get. We've been stuck on sixteen seventy seven or something for about two weeks. So yeah, I'll, let's see what we can I, get. I'm happy I'm to getting, provide. So some... if it takes a purple suit to bump us and, up there to seventeen hundred and a silk shirt, silk yeah. shirt, bolo tie. It's a look. It's a look all its own. Thank you, Joe. That. That's a. I just want to hear your butterfly metaphors. <laughs> I know they're it. brilliant. <laughs> Metamorphosis. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's something like that. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Transformation. <laughs> yes. And I, I was trying for a lot of irony, but I don't think I got it. Is there anything worse? That, and I am. This is me speaking. I a hundred percent understand. This isn't even irony because I can see it with twenty twenty vision. Is there anything more wonderful than a twenty year old that loves the sound of his own voice? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Open mic? Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. When yeah, when someone asks you to officiate their wedding and you think it makes sense, you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be, yeah but you're, now, now you're of an age where it does yeah. make sense. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I know a few things you. about yeah. families and marriage. Yeah. You know, now yeah, it makes fair. sense. Yeah. And uh the the sad news on that is I'm O for one. <laughs> I'm O for oh. one oh. <laughs> officiated weddings. So. Oh, Okay, uh, but I'm batting a thousand for the drunk at uh, relatives' weddings. So <laughs> I've got you know the average. I'm a, I think I'm at a 500 average. That's nice. Well, there you go. Yeah, at my own wedding, I have a beer story with my my own wedding because Julie and I looked at venue after venue after venue. Her side of the family is very large, so we knew we were going to have a big wedding. And this is circa 1993, 94, and everywhere just served Coors Light. And that was not going to work for the fixer or me. Right, that just wasn't right. acceptable. But at some point, she was willing to give up on on the good beer just to have a venue she liked. And I was being very stubborn. And, and bless her, I married well. Uh, she 
we worked out a deal with a place. I said, Hey, I need to have Carl Strauss. I, I can't get married without Carl Strauss pale ale and amber ale. So, uh, we worked it out. The place brought in a couple kegs and we had Carl Strauss. Nice. So lucked out there, but my better, much better wedding story. We were probably in our mid to late twenties. Uh, we went to a, a wedding the father of the bride again. What's with the father of the bride? Uh, this one, when he walked up to the mic, could just barely walk. So you already know there's a problem, right? Yeah. Right. The yeah. drunk it's bride's coming. father. Uh, he's stumbling up to the stage, and he needs a like an elbow assist to get onto the stage. And then he's tripping over the microphone cord. So you know, all signs are saying no, but they're going to let him speak anyway. And I, I, I remember he had... You know, when you go to the, the Home Depot, the welding glasses? Yeah. It's welding sunglasses? Yeah, he had his welding sunglasses on. Sweet. So good look. That, that's a good look, right, with his tuxedo. No control of the volume of his voice. <laughs> right from the beginning, you know, we're in trouble. And he starts off. I don't remember the whole speech. And if I did, I, I probably shouldn't repeat it. But I, I got some highlights. But I remember the opening line. He looked right at the, the groom and said, I could toast you. I can roast you. I know everyone here wants what they want me to do. I can do it. I'll roast you. <laughs> and he continued on about, I don't like you. I never like you. I don't trust you with my daughter. I thought about shooting you. <laughs> oh, gosh. And this is not like him. You know, there's a way to play that where it'd be kind of funny. Yeah, you oh, know, dead serious, uh, dead serious point, like jabbing his finger at him as he's talking. You can uh, see the, the groom's family ooh. who we were there with the groom's family, just seeing them, their arms, first their arms crossed then their legs crossed. And then they're, <laughs> oh, oh, it was not good. And you thought, all right, he's going to come out of this. He's going to come out of this and there's going to be something in dear. No, never, not once did he come out of it. Basically just ended with a threat that if you ever hurt my daughter, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when someone came up and said, "Pops, we're done here." Yeah, uh, and he walked. And that was the, He yeah. walked off the stage like with a finger pointing at the kid. The kid only a kid, <laughs> uh, glaring at him uh, as he cool. walked off yeah. the stage. I did try to talk him into taking the mic later on in the evening because I thought you know he might want to finish up that speech, yeah. but uh, there were people there to stop him right away. <laughs> So when the band took a, a break, I said, hey, you know, the mic's open. If you want to yeah. finish up your speech. <laughs> uh, people love to invite me places. I could toast you or I could roast you. Roast I'm going to roast you. I'm going to remember that one. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good I hope one, you're yeah. never in the situation that you need to say that. No, me neither. Yeah. But oh. it should be fun to say it. I think we bring this back next be June because Doc and Tom have got to have some wedding stories. Yes, I would bet you. Yes. Yeah. If if the doctor hasn't been the highlight I of could, a wedding, I, I'll eat my hat. Yeah. Well, yeah I, I can tell this. I, I actually was was at a wedding and Alex Smith was there. So I'll save Ooh. that story for Tom. Yeah, save time, that one for that, I mean, I, The jealousy would be pretty. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was You're joking right now. I am not joking. I was actually at a wedding and Alex Smith was there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Teaser. I have to wait till next June. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's not a super exciting story. I just think it's kind of funny. Say that. Okay, it's a great story. (laughs) He's underselling it. Undersell it. That's good. Actually, it was it was a pretty funny funny one, just because it was one of those ones where I was at this wedding and he was there. His sister, I think, was one of the bridesmaids. But it was like one of those ones where you start to kind of really kind of 
go, yeah, maybe I'm a little too old for this because this wasn't that long ago either. It was probably, I don't even know, five, six years ago, seven years ago, maybe there were all these, you know, 21 year old girls that were so intoxicated. So it was just one of those things like where people like, like passed out on the floor, <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff at the wedding. And you're just like, yeah, I want to get it's past my bedtime. It's time yeah, yeah. So it made me yeah, feel a little this up. Remember there's that yeah. time in your life where yes. everyone's getting married and you're going to, it seems like you're going to a wedding once yeah. a month. Right. And then there's the time where everybody's having babies. It's a couple of years after that. <laughs> and then there's been this long pause without a lot of weddings and every once in a while, a couple of year, maybe. And guess what? We're, we're getting close to the weddings all the time, but now we're going to be those old guys that stand yeah. at the bar. And That's just it. Stand at the bar <laughs> and yeah. just go, man, the youth and these judge. days. Yeah. Can't we'll wait. Judges, Can't so. wait. Yeah. Youth is wasted on the young. I, I, I will tell you this one other, just real quick one. So one of my friends, the, the first person in my friend group to get married, got married, I want to say within the first year out of high school. And so, you know, we're all 18 and uh, we're going to throw him a bachelor party. Uh, Cause that's what you do with no idea or whatever of what to do with a bachelor party and being very naive at that point, we actually threw the bachelor party the night before the wedding, okay. <laughs> which is, is not the best sure. way to go. Take a shot at uh, it. So we proceeded to, you know, do what you do at a bachelor party and we're extremely intoxicated at, at a certain point. And then I think it was, it gets, you know, whatever time, midnight, one o'clock and everybody's like, okay, we got to go. Cause the wedding's like at 10 in the morning tomorrow. <laughs> oh. And then, uh, and then a handful of us are like, well, you know what we should do now? Let's go to TJ. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and uh, so we loaded up and we drove down to Tijuana yes. and uh, actually drove into Tijuana across. I don't, I don't honestly don't remember much more of the evening other than that. And then I think we, we got there and it was like, everything was closing. We're like, what? <laughs> and, this is uh, unacceptable. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> so then I think we proceeded to drive back. I do vaguely remember we stopped in Encinitas at Raul's Taco Shack so we could have some yeah. tacos at about 3.30, oh, yeah. uh, 3.34 a.m. Rolled back into the hotel or the hotel where we were staying. Actually, I don't even think it was a hotel. We were 18. It was a motel. Uh, the motel we were staying uh, at by about, uh, let's say, 5.30, 6 o'clock, <laughs> went to sleep for an hour and then got up and went to the wedding. And needless to say, people were really happy with us at the wedding. <laughs> Because we had kept the groom out that late that night before and everything else, so he's just green. At I the just altar. kind of yeah. yeah. So yeah. So it was uh, that was that's how not to do it. Although at the time we thought we were we we thought we were brilliant. Yeah, that was living the dream. Living the dream. So someone had seen it in a movie. So this is that's how exactly you do it. that's exactly <laughs> that's what it, was. what it sounds yeah. like. This is what you see in a movie. And I guess you know that was pre Hangover and all those movies. Yeah, I don't even know what we would have done. No, that's what inspired Hangover. I'm pretty sure it's the. Hangover inspiration. <laughs> yeah, I just remember that was that was uh, for some reason I have a lot of memories that way. Hey, let's go to TJ. That would happen a lot with my friend group prior to us turning twenty one. <laughs> so well, I think we have more stories there too. Probably yes. for another day. Yes, listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. We hope you've had as much fun as we've had and learned a thing or two. We're taking next week off for graduations and to prepare our move back into Studio One where we will finally get to podcast together in person and maybe bring Bubba back for Father's Day. Yep, I think we should. Beers with Bubba. Beers with Bubba. Let's do it. In the meantime, make sure you share our podcast and check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to keep drinking. Right now, we got to run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.